Hi guys, it's Catherine. I hope that you are doing as well as humanly possible during these crazy times. I hope you are feeling sane um, and well, just both mentally and physically. I wanted to let you guys know that we are putting together a really scrappy, I'm currently recording this in my closet, a mini season speaking with chefs about the COVID-19 crisis. So we're finding out how it's impacting their daily lives, what they're doing to try to help their staffs and their businesses and their families, um, and tricks and tips for staying sane, what they're doing at home, cooking, spending time with their families. Um, We want to know what they're up to uh, and how we can help. So we hope you enjoy the season and we look forward to a time when we're all hitting up the Boston restaurant scene again. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Ming Tsai, who, as you probably know, is a pretty big celebrity chef here in Boston. He is the chef owner of Blue Dragon in the Seaport, and he also hosts Simply Ming on PBS. He's also a cookbook author um, and just a real you know, fixture in the Boston restaurant scene. Um, I want to talk with him about how he's faring these days and what he is working on in order to support his staff and the restaurant community in general. So I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of supporting restaurants... Would love for you guys to check out thefoodlens.com for a list of restaurants that are open for takeout. If that's something that you're looking to do, we have everything you need um, to be able to support them. So check out thefoodlens.com for the latest and be well. Well, Ming, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. I heard you on WGBH both both times, um, and I just started sobbing in my kitchen when you were explaining. I think it was Joe Matheson, um, or Joe Matthew, rather, um, just really kind of laying bare the reality for your staff and what you guys are going through. Um, And certainly we haven't figured out this problem, but then when I heard you, I don't know if it was a week later, however long it was, you'd made some real strides. Um, It seemed like in trying to do, you know, what you can for the problem. So I really just wanted to hear kind of an update from you for, you know, our TFL listeners who maybe didn't hear that interview. Like what is the state of affairs with you? What are you, what are you working on? And, where do we go next? So um, thanks for chatting. I think it's so important just to, yeah, it's, it's important to be transparent and no one is above this whatsoever. And um, <laughs> no one. So currently um, I'm working on a whole bunch of different projects. Um, so the first macro thing we're doing, the Massachusetts Restaurant United, a bunch of us chefs, most of all of us chefs and bosses signed it. It's really just to tell Governor Baker on down that there is a huge economic problem here and we need we need everything from business interruption insurance. You know, Thomas Keller has sued his company and this is a dangerous event. You can't claim that this isn't a dangerous event, right? I mean, people are dying. So there's I don't think there's a better definition than dangerous than when people die. And so that that in itself is a huge one because we all have been paying insurances for 20, 30 years for disasters. And this is a disaster and, and we need this help. The governments, U.S. and state, need to step in as well. And you cannot evict anyone right now. Forgo all the taxes, the payroll taxes, all that. There, There is this package for us to get this SBA loan. Uh, but there's so many assumptions in this package that just doesn't make financial sense as a restaurant owner. I mean, yes, they'll give us 2.5 times our average monthly payroll of last year. So that's fair. So what did I do last March? I did X. Two and a half times, that's a great number. But then you have to prove that you brought everyone back to achieve that payroll. No one's going to bring everyone back in, let's say this lifts in May, hopefully, May 4th, you know, May, June 4th. We can't bring back the entire staff. First of all, your entire staff is probably not even available to come back. Secondly, that's very expensive to bring everyone back 
because it's not 400 people going to be lined up at your door to come in. Everyone else has lost money too. Right. So you can't assume that we're going to be busy doing 200 dinners a night like you like we used to because that's not realistic. And it also for, completely ignores the thing called inventory that we have to buy back. Alcohol, food, all these things, redo all the equipment. It's an enormous amount of money. So it's not just we can they're paying for, you know, it's 2% to pay for payroll and 5% to pay for rent and utilities. It's helpful, but it's not like we open our doors, you turn the switch on, hey, we're profitable again. Right. That's not how and it that's works. assuming that the money makes it into your hands like as expediently as it's supposed to. Right. And I know there already have been snags from just my own business, you know, speaking with SBA, and it, there's, there's a lot up in the yeah. air. Um, and then something I think about a lot too, of course, I'm concerned for all my friends who are chefs and restaurant owners, but as you spoke about, you know, it's the staff and the cooks and yeah. people who are often, yeah. okay. you know, that I worry about the yeah, most. Was, it is. And I'm going to get to that. The, <clears throat> one of the hardest things I ever, ever had to do in my life was to tell my staff that, um, we're closing <clears throat> and I have to lay basically everyone off. 25 of my 28 people I had to lay off. And the, I kept my three salaried managers, right, to try to keep them, um, you know, keep them solvent. The We went right to a to-go, no contact. And we did that for two reasons. One, to just keep the lights on and keep the restaurant open. Two, to be able to make staff meal. Because I now know my other 25 staff now have no money. I very proudly gave them each an extra $1,000 because I had it. But I can't give them an extra... $20,000, this is what they actually need, each right. one of them, right? I mean, no one, no mom and pop has that capacity, um, but at least we can still feed them. So by being open, we still got food, and actually Cece, my chef, would drive the food to East Boston because they're scared to ride the tea, as I would be scared to ride the tea, as in I'd be scared to ride an Uber. You don't know who just sneezed in the, your Uber before you got in, right? So you really need to be careful about that. And and that's now why we're doing uh, the thing that's changed in the last two weeks that gave me at least uh, some grounding is is my buddy Chef Ed Lee started what's called the Lee Initiative. And he's gone across the country. We're in 15 states now uh, with a very smart partnership with Maker's Mark. Uh, you know, as I joke with Ed, it's a good thing you drink a lot of bourbon. Ed. And he's like, yes, I see. Because I knew it would pay off one day. <laughs> and so he smartly suggested to Maker's Mark, he said, look, you have marketing budgets in every major city in this country this year because you're doing promos and parties and this and that. Well, that's not happening. No one's gathering. So why don't you take that money and said, give it to me and I will find a chef in each of these major cities and open a food bank. And they agree. And, and I'm lucky that Ed ended up choosing me in Boston. So Blue Dragon proudly this whole week, um, we've been a food bank at Blue Dragon. So from 3 to 5 p.m. every day, just bring a, a restaurant stub that you work in the restaurant industry. You get a meal for one or a meal for four or a meal for eight, however many is, is in your household. Completely no contact. Actually, an eight-foot table. You say what you want. There's a there's a whiteboard with toiletries. Deodorant. Not no, we don't have TP and Purell, but we have but we do have bags of dried rice and beans and cans of tuna and spam, um, deodorant and, and ladies' ladies' things and uh, more importantly, um, diapers and formula. So if you're in that situation, please grab that as well. Um, and that, that's been great. But then we've realized we weren't doing the numbers we thought we'd be doing. People are scared to ride on the tee. People right. don't want to get on the tee to come to, to Seaport. And so because of that, we partnered with um, this great guy, Ernie uh, Campbell of Jamaican Me Hungry. He has a restaurant in Jamaica Plain. And um, he has a food truck. So he, he has agreed. We're doing it as we speak driving our food to both Dorchester uh, and East Boston, which is where a lot of our people work and there's a lot of people of need because 
The hardest hit group in every disaster is always the poorest. Uh, there's no difference here. The you know in the restaurant industry, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a huge percentage of people that work in the industry that do not have legal papers. Everyone knows it. The system is broke. Same for landscapers, hotels, everything. And that's fine for them because they get to be here in America. They pay taxes, but then do they get an unemployment check? No. Do they get a bailout money? No. They're under the system and they have nowhere to go. Usually they send money home. Now they can't even go home. And they're one paycheck away from being broke. Right. And, and that that's that's where my 8,000 gallons of tears has come out. You know, I'm actually right. cried out now. And uh, that that's that's the people we have to take care of. So that's why we did like Restaurant Strong with Sam, Sam Adams. We raised over half a million dollars to get a thousand bucks in people's hands. But that's only 520 people, right? right. We have 16,000 restaurants in Massachusetts. You know, we're trying and I'm not the only one, right? We're all trying to do stuff. Ken Orange and Jamie Bissonnette are feeding the hospitals, which is such a needed thing. Can you imagine these poor doctors and nurses and the workers and the janitors that, I mean, they're working so much right now with, with the risk of getting sick. Yeah. I mean, they're the true heroes. My right? downstairs I mean, neighbor I mean, is an ICU doctor and... It's incredible the work they're I doing. I can't. I can't imagine the stress. Not only just for the doctor, but the doctor's family. Yeah. Because does he or she come home and then you can't hug your kids? And it's just. I mean, it, there's nothing. We've been through everything. I thought nine eleven's like okay. Well, this is the craziest thing that's ever going to happen in our country and our world. And no, not even. Yeah. Close. This is this is crazier. Well, Ming, I want to know. Obviously, we all feel so helpless um, at times, and it sounds like yep. you and so much of the restaurant community are doing things to not feel helpless, but how can our listeners support you? How do we yeah, help thank, the work thank that you're you doing? That. So I, I'm going to talk about, I mean, many charities, but the one the, about the food bank is called the Lee Initiative. So if you please go to leeinitiative.org, you can certainly donate cash if you have the capacity. That will keep Blue Dragon um, open longer. Uh, so please designate to Boston and, and then Blue Dragon will get that money. I also ask people and people like John Keneally and Captain Marnes and Trimark and B&W Watercrest and all these food purveyors have donated stuff to us. So the more I don't have to spend money to buy food, again, the longer we can stay open. This need of people wanting to eat, and you know, there's a pride thing, right? But as soon as you run out of money, pride should get pushed aside. It needs to get pushed aside because you have children to feed and your, you know, your spouse to feed. And, and I just encourage you guys, just try to come to Dragon. If you can't because of, of being of, of the danger, uh, the, you know, the risk, then please. So today from 1 to 3 Eastern time, we're uh, in East Boston. And then um, we're in East Boston at the Orient uh, T-Stop. And then from um, 3.30 to 5.30, we're in Dorchester at the Ashmont Tea Stop. And you'll see a big truck, a Jamaican Me Hungry, and a Blue Dragon sign. Um, and that's where you can come and get food and toiletries. But everything's safe, so please know it's protocol. There's still going to be tape on the ground, so you have to stand six feet away. My guys will be in masks and gloves, so please don't take offense, but it's protect everyone. Um, and they're going to hand the food out, and you can't, you know, there's no no contact. That's the most important thing is to keep my, my people safe. Um, and then, of course, keep everyone else safe. To get the most current schedule, you can go to ming.com, M-I-N-G.com for a schedule over the food truck and whatnot. And Blue Dragon Boss, B-O-S for Boston, bluedragonboss.com. So that so that's a charity we're f- so focused on. Restaurant Strong, we me- mentioned, the more you give there, the more restaurant people get helped. Um, and then I, I'd be remiss if I don't talk about my charity called Family Reach. I've been with them 10 years. We financially help families with cancer. So if you've been touched by cancer, can you imagine how horrific this situation is now? I mean, just taking your kid to go get chemo. 
Yeah, my business partner's 11-month-old daughter just finished tre- uh, cancer treatment, and she, we're so grateful that she finished before this happened because it was literally oh, two weeks before. Can you imagine? I mean, no. it's, our, it's our, can you imagine giving your kid chemo to begin with? So now you're already in that ridiculous category you never thought you'd be in. Now you have to worry about the literally the life every time you step outside. It's it's horrific. So my point is, of course, family reach. We need we need funds more than ever before. And uh, again, for those few people that still have capacity, um, all I can say is just open up because the, the last thing I, I will close on, which is I think so important, and this is maybe the little light at the end of this horrific tunnel. You do see tons of act of kindness, right? Mm-hmm. You see you see heroes. You see people giving, you know, giving as much as they can. And um, I just, I just hope we just remain kind. Yeah. Because if we stay kind, we will get through this. We are, you know, we're the human race. And right now, forget about all the divisiveness, the racism, the political views. There's three types of people in this world right now. Three types. There's healthy, there's infected, and there's dying. Yeah. That's it. There's no more skin color, no more Republican, Democrat, no more nothing. Yeah. You're healthy, infected, or you're dying. So take care of the guy to your right and the one on your left. Because they may be the last people you're with. So be kind. And that kindness, that should spread faster than coronavirus. And that's how we get through this. Thank you so much, Ming. I I really appreciate it. Um, There was one other thing I wanted to ask just... You know, I'm curious, are you cooking at home and are you finding any solace in cooking? And for those of us who are lucky enough to be the healthy ones and we're at home yeah. and we're just getting through the day, you know. I am. I mean, there there are these, you know, and, and I don't feel guilty about these positives, but I've been with my family a ton. I, mean, I have two boys and with Polly and I, they're, they're 19, uh, 20 and 17 and we we we. We joke one, we haven't killed each other, so there's that. Same. Uh, but two, but two, everything is around the dinner table. I mean, all we ever talk about, we're eating lunch, what's for dinner, we're just, and then we figure an activity that we, you know, we're getting outside. I encourage everyone to get outside. If there's sun, get vitamin D. That's the best thing you can do against coronavirus, right? Get vitamin D. But you have to get outside. You have to dress for work, meaning if you're in your pajamas every day at 5 p.m. It's uh, that that that's wrong. I've been there, but if you do that for a few weeks, you're like, okay, maybe I should shave and maybe I should put on some decent. You know, the, these these conferences kept me somewhat out of my pajamas all yeah, day. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was barely. like, I'm interviewing Ming Sai. I got to put some pants on. I need to wear a real shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking my four year old out of the uh, bathroom. So um, I get tons of sauce, obviously, from cooking, and, and you know, I don't. I, I cook because I've always wanted to cook. I cook because I love nurturing myself and my family first and foremost. And and we've been having you know we've been cooking a lot. I've been and I've been doing live PBS uh, um, uh, on PBS food uh, cooking classes, which has been great. And people come in, people can buy, trying to do pantry stuff, right? Beans and frozen spinach and you know instant ramen. I mean stuff that you may have at home. Uh, I'm doing a fun one Tuesday tomorrow with um, Kelly Olenek. He's the used to be Celtics, right? The okay. seven foot. Tall Caucasian center for the Celtics plays down down in Florida now. He's a big um, cooking fan. He loves to cook, so he actually reached out and says, "Hey, let's cook together." And uh, we can't. He can't really show me a basketball move, but but at least we can cook together. So we're doing that tomorrow. Um, so that type of stuff keeps keeps me busy. And and honestly, it's it, it's it has been a joy to be with my family for this long because even 
I don't care how old your kids are. If they're 10 and 12 or 6 and 8 and you go on vacation, you still have stuff, right? You still either, I go play golf or they go to the, you know, to daycare or this. You're not together for like 20 hours a day. And now, and now we are. We say goodnight, we wake up. It's like Groundhog Day. You know, it's amusing and we're, we're blessed. We're lucky that, that, you know, we're together. And I know a lot of families aren't together. So we don't take that for granted. And, and we are safe. We're, we're, we're definitely um, not seeing other people we're definitely in isolation and yeah i i can't i can't ask for anything more for that because it's family first and and um fortunately we have more cooks than needed right now in this household <laughs> <laughs> that's good i'm the only cook but my husband's great at doing dishes so we've got right. that going for us well ming i think that's it but thank you so much yeah you're quite welcome all right spread the word hi guys Catherine here i hope you are staying safe and healthy and staying home as much as possible. Because we are all cooking at home a lot more, I also wanted to offer you 20% off your order at notjust.co. The Not Just Company is the company that I co-founded to help you cook better at home. And in addition to selling not just pasta sauce, we also have tons of recipes. And guys, we are always happy to help you make dinner. Just slide into our DMs and hit us up with any questions. Uh, That is literally what we're here for. So head to notjust.co and use promo code TFL20 at checkout for 20% off your order.